0: Let's do this thing. This is the Dandemonium Podcast. Thank everybody for tuning in. And I have a guest with me today, Virgil. I really appreciate you taking the time, and we've been meaning to do this for a little while, so thanks for being here. And My just, pleasure. Just shooting the shit, man. So that's, that's what we're going to do. I'm a little not uh, at my 100%. This could end up worse than the Ohio train derailment, but... <laughs> <laughs> But without the dying part, there's going to be no dying pets or people are, uh, you know, contaminated waters. Dude, that's so terrible. That's it's such a bad situation. This is one thing. So let me get started with this. And if you have any input, dude, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast or whatever. What the fuck was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. He said this is going to be one thing. Jesus Christ. dude. It is worse. Oh, one thing that I was thinking about for the podcast. It's really difficult. And I don't have a lot of viewers. I'm not doing any marketing or anything like that. But it's I find it difficult to get the word out on this podcast because it's not very topical. I do hit on some topical points and i try to because but it's every- not like
1: theme topic right you bounce it's, around a lot of places it's yes. not like you're like oh i'm the political guy who's going to talk politics you're like i'm everywhere buddy yeah
0: <laughs> look at the logo see those arrows bouncing all over the place like that's where this podcast could go <laughs> but i was thinking at one point i'm like i think i want to add a little bit of vr segments to it which is a very focalized or focalized is that even a word Ah, it's close to vocalized <laughs> it's a very specific topic and uh like genre anyways it's hard to grow the station i think yeah, yeah.
1: but it's like well like you do provide a lot of comedy i will say that much from what i've, I've i haven't followed all of your stuff but i've yeah. watched a couple of bits and you're you're very adventurous with your humor which i like you know because it's like knowing your background, I don't necessarily know if I always saw that side of you where to be like that level of like comedy and willingness to go out on a limb for... Oh, like, that's it's, it's risky, you know, from my perspective. Like you're putting a lot out there to risk like your image of yourself. And like, But you do it with like, hey, this is what I like and this is what I'm into. And it like that confidence shows in some of your bits. And I never really saw that side of like you as a kid... It was more like as an adult that I recognized. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize his style went that way. Yeah,
0: that's very interesting, man. And I don't know. And it wasn't until like after high school early 20s and stuff like that, just going through some times. But I was watching Comedy Central every fucking Friday, stand-up comedy. And I'm like, it's kind of got me through some like real difficult times, man. And it was like a a breakup. It was, I, I quit. I was in a, started a business with a buddy you know that kind of went to shit, and then I don't know. So comedy has always been a thing. I never thought of myself as a comedy person. I, I just like to have fun. I still feel like I'm just a big kid, and uh, that, I, I, that's the side I didn't
1: notice as a kid. Like that, like yeah, your it. inner <laughs> child side shines a lot, and it's something like because we were admirable. still kids. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. Like <laughs> <laughs> I have things that I'm a kid about still, but
0: yeah, dude, I'm a little, I'm a little off tonight, man. We're, we're fine until you put on the mic. I know, you know I know. We were just chatting. I, I know, but now I have to talk. Good, right? I, was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're
1: having some good conversations. is interesting. It was. <laughs> all those were
0: good points. I think part of it is that of adventurous side or putting like sticking your neck out there to even make a joke or something like that, whether you don't know how it's going to be received or if it's, you know, I, I try not to be like in complete poor taste. I mean, it's all in good fun. You know? I think Eat- a
1: lot of that has to do with like the context of people around you. Like so certain people know me a certain way and can handle mm-hmm. like my full level of humor because they know me well enough to not, Judge me for any things yeah, that could that, be misconstrued as like poor humor. Like they're like, oh, okay, I know where he's coming from. He's a funny dude. Like mm-hmm. this is totally just a joke. I can laugh at it. And there's other people who's like you censor yourself for because you're like, I don't want to give the wrong perception of myself, and I don't think they know yeah, me like I this. I think that's legit. Yeah, and a common so, thing. Like and so in this environment, I think that's got to be really difficult because. You
0: don't know who's listening. (laughs) I don't even see it as a risk. I'm like, what the fuck? I got no fucking audience. So if I had a legitimate forever audience
1: (laughs) You do. Like what happens if you blow up? All your old shit's gonna be there. That's true. (laughs) Right. So it does you gotta act like you're talking to your huge audience because right now this is how you yeah. uploaded it it's on the webs forever now
0: bud that's true look it up everybody listen to those old podcasts I canceled I Dan for what he said last year <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah back in 2019 I think is when I started it um, but dude I can and I've went back and I've listened to some of those earlier podcasts and it was very interesting so wonky but I just like put it out there and I'm like I'm doing this thing I made a decision invested a thousand dollars in equipment and stuff. And I got the the software and the know-how and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And then, but I noticed, um, episode 11 was one of my favorites, I think. And I'm talking about space and I was watching this Netflix series and I'm like, I'm just digesting all this information. I found it so fascinating, uh, cause I do like space, but it was the way that it, maybe it was the cosmos or something. And the way that they broke it down was so like, easily digestible (laughs) there's
1: somebody i really liked for that same fact and it was uh he did a a book and a video series for pbc uh brian Greene, he's a physicist on um his book the elegant universe which is if you like space and physics that book is like written for the layperson so like anybody could basically understand there's some stuff that went over my head when you really look at like quantum physics and mechanics it's like Stuff you think works doesn't work how you think it does. Like, yeah,
0: well, that's the whole thing about it, right? The double slit experiment, do you know what that is? No. Okay, it's... Uh, they. Is it where something a, is in two different spaces? Uh, they shoot
1: a single photon particle, one particle, at a sheet with two slits in it. And so, like, you would expect it to only hit one side, but it was coming out both sides, even though it was only one particle and leaving an imprint on these, like, super sensitive photon detectors, you know, mm-hmm. behind it. And so... It was like, is it a particle or a wavelength? Because it was acting like a wave, like leaving ripple patterns. But it was a single photon, which is like supposed hitting both. To be a,
0: a singular sort right. of. And energy. So it was like in two places at the same time. Like, or like quantum entanglement. Like. Didn't they do that at a close distance, right? Didn't they have it, something where it was even a greater distance? Are you there talking was like about this, quantum entanglement? Maybe something like, like that.
1: Just uh, something particles reacting at the same time as each other without uh, relevance to distance. So it's like faster than light communication and China did do it. They sent something up into the space station and there's two entangled particles. And so like when you manipulated one in a laboratory, the other one reacted simultaneously regardless of distance so it was communicating faster than light and it's theoretically so you could crazy, have them dude. on the opposite sides of the known universe and they would instantaneously react at the same time for some craziness of fucking physics dude
0: that is fucking <laughs> And wild. that's like
1: a rabbit hole you know you start getting lost in like how could that work or why does it work or what's going on between these particles that are making
0: like this insanity happen <laughs> that is fucking crazy dude but like quantum physics and stuff like that is uh, kind of takes all the things that have been developed through physics and, like, throws them out the window, basically, right? Kind so of. So it's like, but physics is, like, proven equations, gravity, this, that. At and some then when level, you get yes, into in like, some quantum... levels.
1: No, so, like, quantum physics and general relativity should work together, but they don't, and that's why science is on the search for unified theory, you know, something that bridges the gap between the two that, dictates the laws of between, like, so quantum mechanics is how all, like, the subatomic particles react with each other, you know, like, atoms, quarks, or, you know, quarks and electrons, neutrons. And then general relativity is, like, celestial objects, black holes, stars, galaxies, they should work together, but mm-hmm. when you try to meld them, they don't, it breaks apart, and it doesn't function. And so, obviously, we know something's wrong there with right. our laws That we don't understand. It's like,
0: all you need is like one change of a letter in a stupid (laughs) equation. And it's like, we just created God or like solved the unity. Right, we understand (laughs) it now. (laughs) Yeah. We could bring upon the singularity or, I don't know. (laughs) Free energy (laughs) from the atmosphere, shit like that. It's all in those sciences. Yeah fucking wild man but i noticed so and that was awesome i'd like to keep talking about space too because it's just a cool topic but Cashing i just don't know enough those. about it i'm not and it's been I, a while and i would consider
1: myself a very uneducated person as far as standards are concerned but it's like part of the fun of it is speculating like yeah, without yeah. the education it's like just having an open logic logical conversation about something without necessarily knowing everything isn't
0: you don't have to completely right. understand it right. to just to be talk enamored about it. by it yeah, and be yeah. like
1: wow this is an amazing thing that's happening all around us everywhere and it's like it's like whenever people advocate for that um lights out holiday where like they shut off the power grid for like a 6 hour period during the night like all the power grids so there's who, no one who, amb- who does it lots of people put up um things you could sign petitions to try to make like a celestial holiday so you like you could view the stars without light pollution. And so they like they wanna just see what the Earth looks like without all of the power on and just like have a six hour window at nighttime where they can just enjoy like the natural ambient light without all of our light pollution blocking the ability to
0: see the stars. Dude, it's so crazy how much the light, just light bulbs, dude, and the way we light up our cities affects the ability to see. Some of the craziest fucking nights that I've seen star-wise is just, like, in the Wisconsin River, dude, kayaking and just on a beach in the middle of fucking nowhere. You're lucky to have cellular, any sort of reception or whatever. I've gotten at
1: view from many different states, and there's a big difference, I will say that. It's huge, dude. north, northwest. It's like crazy, crazy. So,
0: do, is there any any um, part of the U.S. that you have been in, or even outside of the U.S., where it was just the most amazing? I was. It's, it's awe inspiring, dude. What it's I would consider to be bath. the
1: furthest from anything, city-wise, was up in Montana. Yeah, like way towards that the checks northern out. border that checks of out. Canada. <laughs> yeah, and and I've never been to Montana, it, but it was. Like if you're talking about looking at the stars, probably one of the best places I ever saw because it was just nothing on a crystal clear night. There's I couldn't see a light around me.
0: You ever see? uh, Have you ever been to Alaska? On the list though. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, two friends that are there. Lights, man! I
1: want to definitely see them with my own two
0: eyes. They post pictures just looking out their window, and you see these green. It's almost like every night. They're around the Anchorage area, if I'm not mistaken. Fairbanks? I don't know. Somewhere. Yeah. I just but it's to see fucking it. crazy, dude. But with that uh, 11, uh, episode 11 episode, everybody should check that out. I sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because <laughs> I was studying it. Again, just easily digestible information, the way that it was. Presented. I played back several episodes. I'm writing down notes. I'm like, felt like I had an understanding of information that is uh beyond, it's almost beyond perception, dude. It's hard to fathom some of these ideas. Like the sun explodes the equivalent of 1400 million nuclear bombs, a you know second, what? At, yeah. A second. Yeah. The fucking dwarf stars, all the different categories of the dwarf star. And then you see like the sizes, and then there's like mega star and fucking nuclear star. I don't know. The fierce amount of activity and things that are taking place within these massive fucking structures. Like, it's just mind boggling, dude. dude. <laughs> it fucking blows my mind.
1: Yeah, I get caught up when they talk about the observable stars around the black hole that's running the galaxies. So now, like, you know, science thinks that there's pretty much a black hole at every galaxy, center of every grad. Oh, yeah? That's a supermassive black hole is what makes the whole galaxy spin. That's pretty much what we're observing from what my understanding is. Yeah. And so we observe the stars closest to the center of the galaxy, and something so heavy or in gravity and so dense in gravity is whipping these stars around at, like, 96% the speed of light. A huge celestial object like a star is getting whipped around at like 96% the speed of light.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to comprehend that, dude. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's unfathomable. <laughs> it's like, what is so powerful? Yeah, black holes is another thing, man. It's so dense, so massive, so strong, light cannot escape this area. And then, like, what's beyond – they say if you were to go into – th- this the is all theoretical horizon. or whatever. What? Oh, that's what the, oh like the, the – That's the point at which
1: light can escape, that you're doomed, that you're going to go into the the black hole no matter what. Mm. It's called the event horizon. Once you pass the event horizon, you're in its gravity period. You're going to be a part of that black hole at some point.
0: They say it's supposed to – uh, string you out like a, a big spaghetti. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's that fast, that much gravity, that it just. But to what level? Like atom by atom. What Adam? if what if like you go through it and you're just in a. Spaghetti? Al- are we talking? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
1: What? <laughs> like how thin of spaghetti are we talking? Is it going to be like Adam by Adam?
0: It's <laughs> like <laughs> ultra fine. <laughs> yeah. <pasta? laughs> Finer than angel thinner than hair. human hair. It's gonna like yeah. Yeah. Right. I think it would just destroy you. What if we, like, go through a black hole and we're like, holy fuck, we've been missing missing it the whole time. Like a portal to another universe. Yeah, you're just all of a sudden in utopia. You're, like, flying through the sky of, like, some fucking utopian planet or something. I don't I know. I mean, what happens
1: to everything that's inside that black hole? Like, the singularity at the center of it. Like, what's what's going on in there? It, spaces, I don't I don't know if he'll ever is figure so it out. messed up because it's like if you look at um, somebody said this once to me it was, it was some guy who was talking about science and he was talking about there being copies of you out there like there's another Dan out there giving another podcast to another me right now he's like so he's like the probability of that is pretty low right like mm-hmm. when you think of all the matter in the universe he's like how many times in a row if you flipped a quarter do you think you would get a thousand times in a row heads? Right, super unlikely, right? Right. But if you did that for infinity, it would happen over and over and over. If you kept flipping that quarter for infinity for the rest of time, right, you're gonna get a thousand heads in a row over and over and over and over again. Even though it's astronomically small possibility, right, it's well, still gonna well, happen that's, because that's how it's like.
0: Isn't that kind of the similar thing to the you know, the multi uh, multiverse theories are like that? Yeah. Yeah, dude, and that's... But I had that's f-
1: not... This isn't I, even talking outside of our own universe. This is talking about within our own universe. Is so infinite that it it's happening in our own universe. There's copies of us out there, essentially, is what mathematically dictates should be out there.
0: No. I. Not to say it's no or yeah, I'm but it's just you. hard to comprehend, yeah, yeah. you know what I How mean? How do you think about that? I had this thought just yesterday, oh. I shit you not, with the increased... Like expansion, just the way that AI and like that chat GPT and the way that the tech is the AI tech or whatever is kind of in the past year, it has been just completely increasing. There's audio, then there's video. First, it was like, okay, write me a term paper on uh, electromagnetism, what's going on in Antarctica, or something. (laughs) It'd be like, oh, Antarctica is a fucking continent. Uh,
1: But but not only that, but you could like write it in the form of so and so, and it will, you know, like from this dude's perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's I was, just. Been... I was watching
1: Jordan Peterson talk about how he asked a chat to give a writing on some some biblical text that he, uh, from his perspective, yeah. in this style, and he's like, I was reading it and couldn't discern it from my own work.
0: Yeah. No, there's a lot of that going on, but my thought was that what if, so I just posted something, I don't know if you saw it, uh, and it was a deep fake of Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, as Kai, the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker, mm-hmm. and I could not, dude, it was it was Arnold's face, and he's going through the story, you know, the interview, the viral interview. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the Netflix series? I have or, watched it, uh, that... just one i haven't watched it yet yeah it's pretty interesting if you got an hour and a half to kill or whatever not uh, smash if you got an hour (laughs) and a half to smash smash anyways it's arnold schwarzenegger and i was like this is so fucked up and considering the idea of like the multiverse or infinite amount of things going on so you know what if in one universe the ai is pulling this information from other universes and it's making them the reality of an alternate universe. So in one universe, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kai, the hatchet-wielding (laughs) hitchhiker. How fucked up is that? Or like Elon, dude, I saw one where it was, in the more political figures, the more stuff that's out there on certain people, like Ben Shapiro and um, Joe Rogan and Arnold Schwarzenegger, whoever. Um, yeah where
1: you have the, a plethora the, of digital data like the audio video yeah right exactly you have so much to feed your ai yeah. to get it right that it's going to be pristine compared to like five minute picture of me and my voice yeah of yeah. course it'll be easier to adapt to all their voice inflections their face movements so what do you and, think
0: about that what do you think about ai is just what if ai is actually here and creating it cr- somewhere else creating that actual thing. You know what I mean? That's fucking weird.
1: I listened to someone one time who is like, we were just having a bullshit conversation, and he's like, what if you were a supercomputer and trying to understand life, and so you design all these lives, and you actually get to like... Process the information from everyone living on all these, like, organic formats to, like, try to understand why your existence is what it is. Like, if you were an AI, at some point, you might turn turn to organics to answer some of your questions. Like, oh, let me grow this organic thing and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Because I, for us, this, log- this is unlogical, but things happen that are un- illogical, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Elaborate on that. Like like in regards to like the maybe i missed it the ai like basically creating organic life to like solve its own problems kind of like what we do with ai right now so but like but how would the ai
0: if it's not like a physical thing how would it create an organic thing i guess
1: Right? Well, at some point, you would have to have some physicality to be an AI, unless it's beyond our understanding of what your format is. What like, if it's
0: like in the movies, though, like a big ball in in this room that's just like moving around and like a super intelligent sort of computer system? Okay, okay. so
1: don't you think that it would have ways to manipulate the matter around it if it moved Actually, across yeah, space yeah. and it did all these other things? Wouldn't yeah. it be able to manipulate matter without interacting it? If you look at like sound waves, we've done things where we levitated large objects with sound waves. Dude, it's so, so yeah, I gotcha, so, I gotcha. So, I, gotcha. I mean, like, if you were really, really smart and you understood physics well beyond any level we do it, you level of, like, le- doing the quantum something level. right, yeah, you're trying to do something with physical effort when there's an, a workaround. So,
0: in a sense, you're, uh, uh what's that fucking movie, the Manhattan, Dr. Do- do- Manhattan, or whatever, able to manipulate just time and space and... Are, are you talking about Doctor Strange? Uh, well, that's that's one of them. They go into like portals and stuff, and right. th- there's a, definitely manipulation of the environment. But Doctor Manhattan was that, I don't know that movie. That yet. blue guy in the ah, oh, what's a fucking?
1: Do you know why they probably chose the
0: name Manhattan? The atom bomb. Yeah,
1: because Manhattan Project. Manhattan Project. That's a, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies too. <laughs> About a kid who builds a nuclear device for a science fair project. It's an old '80s movie, but it's grand. What was the? Um,
0: there's a movie I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's 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 just a uh, like it's a spoof. It's not about the real project, mm. but it's about a kid who finds out that like there's a uranium enrichment plant that the government's trying to keep like in a top secret facility near his house, and so he steals some of the uranium and makes his own nuclear oh, device shit. for a science project because he's, like, some super nerdy science geek. It's typical early 80s movie, but it's, like, right, that, right. that golden era, like... Um, war games you remember war games
0: uh, vaguely but yes
1: where he plays uh tic-tac-toe against uh like the norad Super computer, computer. <laughs> right and it starts nuclear war almost until he makes it global nuclear
0: warfare or yes whatever. yes yes <laughs> so that's totally thermonuclear warfare <laughs> Thermo... yeah it was the Watchmen. you've never seen that movie no. It's it's not an old movie. It's uh, no, kind of like it. a superhero I've seen it on, but I've never like watched it. I've
1: seen it on the tiles on the streaming apps but never clicked it. It's pretty decent. It's a good one actually. You should definitely check out since we're on this whole little weird subject right yeah. now. There's a show on Amazon Prime called The Peripheral
0: and it's it's I don't have Prime. Um, <laughs> I hate the fact that there's so many subscriptions yeah, you have is. to sign up yeah. to. Like, you know, like cable we used, used to bitch it. about
1: our cable bill for 150 bucks, and now it's like now I have 11 streaming apps. Yeah, that are still 11 times uh, you know, 10 bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah, because some of them are more than you know, like
0: 15.99. You know, depending on what package or add-ons you. Uh, I'm gonna. I uh, thought for like there was one show. What is it? Uh, All of us, the rest of us, the last of us, last of us, on HBO based off the game series. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to see that. I've heard some things about it. And then I'm like, well, I think I don't think I could get a free 30 days off of HBO. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm just going to create right, a 7-day new... trials. You got Hulu? No. Oh. I got Sling mm-hmm. and Netflix. So huh. it's like cable and Netflix. Yeah, I'm kind of like cuz I just have internet
1: at my house. I don't have any TV subscriptions, so Oh. I have no network provider at all. <laughs> I just stream. I got like Netflix, Hulu.
0: Yeah, well, you got like Wi-Fi, right? That would be a... yeah, but, yeah. That's it. Just internet service, yeah, yeah. but
1: no cable service at all. No TV.
0: No, right. That's what I got. Well, sling is like cable, but it's mm. the it's I know the what you're talking about. It, it's almost like Hulu.
1: I do know that. I've used it once or twice. Gotcha. Um, same with it's like Pluto TV or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know
0: if you've seen that device, but. Mm-hmm. Or that app? Yeah, it's fucking. It's too much, dude. It's almost worse than s- trying to figure out space. <laughs> All <laughs> these to fucking watch. subscriptions, yeah. so, and everything's exclusive. So it's like if you don't have it. So, but I'm like, fuck it, dude. If usually if you have something that you haven't had before or whatever, uh, unrecognized email address, it'd be like, oh, you get 30, 30 days it's free. <laughs>
1: All of them are doing seven. Oh, just seven. Because all like you gotta you, be a maniac. A when binge I get maniac. Hulu, they're like, "Oh, try HBO for free for a week." Yeah, and,
0: and it's like additional eight bucks or whatever. Yeah, it's fucking bastards. They get you everywhere. They're they they got some good shit though. Yeah, yeah. I know it's. I loved
1: Westworld. I loved. I, it, I did see that. That was good. Yeah, it was a it was a stellar series. I even liked when they brought it to like more future times and after they got out of the West when they started the story more in like a future world.
0: Yeah, it was like season three, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: But them. it was just well written and thought provoking and. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is like.
0: I did like it in so the old lovable. one. I did like it with the first, first season, second season when they were in that like western. Yeah, it was
1: a great setting, but I just don't think they ruined it, and I I did prefer the west. Mm-hmm. Like I really thought, uh, I wanted to see how deep the game went that he would that um. Yeah. Ed Harris was talking about the whole time that he was trying to do. I wanted a trying more clear out. answer from that. Yeah. But I thought
0: it was good. thought provoking and just interesting it was kind of what is it about like a series like that they show you it's like very repetitive It, it it's almost like uh it's almost like maybe social media where it creates that addiction which we were talking about off the the mics but where they show you the same clip you know what I mean, what was, and that's just they're trying to just. What was that the movie story, where but... they told the same story but from
1: like four different perspectives? Like it was older. Pulp Fiction? No, mm. before <laughs> that, or maybe around the same time as that, but I can't remember it. But it was like so you got like all the sub details from each other person's perspective that you didn't get from right. it, which is something. I think it's similar, writers yeah. do to get you to focus on a point in in there, so that they spend extra time running that main point mm-hmm. through. Even though it's like you do get, you're still seeing the same story, but you are getting a little extra content. But I think you get more absorption of the main story they're talking about by doing it that way. Yeah, try to elaborate like like on that a too, point. where it's like they'll show you the same events from multiple people's perspectives, and so it's
0: yeah, yeah, for sure on the evolution of the character based stories if people can get in tune with characters that's why they spent so much spend so much time sometimes on like character development mm-hmm. and like just getting so in deep with a character like i can relate to this motherfucker. And then you become that person like john wick your you're hooks. like i yeah. fucking love this guy man. that's
1: that's what <laughs> that's how writers get you is because once you relate to a character you're like well i gotta know what happens to this dude yeah. like uh, I'm a huge, huge Michael Crichton fan. Like, think he's the best writer to ever walk the earth. <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously. He's, like, his books are some of the most riveting. And then even outside of his books, in most of his books, he, he writes, like, author's notes about what motivated him to write the book or what subject he thought was important to address by writing this fictional book. Hmm. And those are some of the best writings, like, seriously thought-provoking stuff. What like, are
0: some of the titles? Um, I should Pray. probably know, and I might know, but... but. Prey,
1: uh, is my favorite one, but that's obscure. But not like uh, Predator, prey, not like Pray to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know him very well because he wrote Jurassic
0: Park. Okay. Andromeda Strain, Sphere, Congo. Andromeda Strain. That was that series that just it kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Uh, it was a movie it from the early seventies. The f- oh, there was. A, I think there was and a then series, Showtime right?
1: did a two part. M- remake of the movie, which they did an excellent job of. I gotta give them credit. I that thought was, it was cool. Uh, super good, but it was only two, like, one-and-a-half-hour episodes or movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I could have swore it was, like, a, a small series, but...
1: About an asteroid that comes down with, like, an alien virus on it. Yeah, they their mouths open up, like...
0: F- it, no, it infected the, the people. Side. I don't think... Uh, I think you're thinking a different... It infected the people, but the people turned into... These other people. It's been years. I yeah. Don't know. My memory's I, not that clear. Same here. Same. I'm like, I don't know. I'm
1: not remembering that. And it seems like it would be pretty prominent. But it's been years, so I maybe I don't know what the
0: fuck I'm talking about. Highly possible. I, do. I don't think I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But yeah, I know Jurassic Park. Yeah. So he was <laughs> the only I'm writer lame.
1: ever to have number one movie, number one book, and number one TV show. Yeah. And he had them all simultaneously at the same time. The and boss. No no writer's ever done that before. But yeah. his books are like super, super, super interesting, I think. Do probably, you read a lot? Um not I wouldn't say I read a lot, uh, because most of the time I'll Do start a book and it's just it doesn't grab me and so I have a hard time reading out, it right. and, or yeah and following through with it which I'm kind of ashamed of that fact because like, I'm like obviously the subject inter- interested me enough to find out about the book mm-hmm. but then it's like I don't know if, the, if it doesn't appeal to me it's like on an emotional level it's an uninteresting to me yeah. so like I never had that I read every book he wrote and I even his nonfiction's
0: and kind of glued yeah it's just awesome writer man just yeah. really really awesome that is awesome when you're kind of get into and he talks
1: about subjects that we're interested in like obviously Jurassic Park is about like um you know uh the capacity to create life that nature made extinct and the dangers involved with that like like you know that's why ian malcolm's like life finds a way yeah it's like watch out with what you play with well he wrote two other books that were very prominently like that and prey was one of them and it's about like nanotechnology like the dangers of an unregulated science that people are fucking with shit that could really drastically alter our whole earth as we know it Mm -hmm. and so we need to kind of pay attention to what's going on there a little more closely and that That one was his best book in my opinion. And then he wrote a book called Next about ownership of genetic material in you. So like if your genes produce like psych which are like an anti-carcinogen, that if a hospital got it, they could essentially own it. And then they owned what was in your body and could take it freely when they wanted. And so that book's kind of messed up about that. It's yeah. about that subject, but it's a really interesting book. It covers, like, six different stories all happening at the same time to kind of emphasize the point of, like, medical ownership of your your genetic material. That would be crazy. It's, yeah. it's very interesting book, man. It's gnarly. Hmm. It's a fictional, obviously, but mm-hmm. like he said, like, the author's notes will talk about why he wrote it and that's like he gives you a window into it and then gives you references to look at some material yourself like the actual articles that he read to kind of be as accurate as possible as he could in his book
0: fuck man yeah i wouldn't put uh, even though it's fiction i mean i don't know there's might be crazier shit going on today so it's <laughs> like how fiction is it dude there could be something you know in the next five years where it's like okay well he's dead now but yeah, yeah. Well, then he'd be a prophet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, now he's a prophet. But just writing stories, imagination, just literature, doing things that you you like, you enjoy, interested. It's, it's cool, man. Oh, yeah. We'd be fucking lost without creativity in this fucking that's, world,
1: dude. I almost feel like that's the main point of our existence in the first place, is, like, your social status doesn't really matter as far as, like, contribution to your existence like who cares if you made right. it to the top and had all the things of the world but like art can affect and shape people and like change how they view the world and so like you're having an impact on how on other people's lives which is the real contribution to your life of what mm-hmm. you're leaving behind is like and that's it's that, not that the things you on. left behind right it's how you shape someone like If you affected someone, then they might affect someone with that same type of attribute. And so, like, that sense ripples about throughout history from that point
0: forward about how people view it. And that could all be started with your little spark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's all it really takes. But, well, it takes a lot more than that. It takes talent. It takes fucking Uh, a lot of consistency. I think it just takes the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Consistency's
1: a big part of it because then you see more of it. Because if you consistently do, you a put behavior, in the work. Right. They say if you exactly. do anything,
0: put ten—was it ten thousand hours into anything? Like yeah, you're a, you're a master. Or <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you're a master. Yeah, which is—it's it's, it's gnarly to think like how many people have that dedication, and it's like—I think that's probably a lot of problem I have with that type of stuff. Is I feel like I'm capable of doing most of those things. Like I, I'm capable of understanding what I read and comprehending ideas and so Mm -hmm. like I'm just too distracted with all the things going on to focus on one you know I'm like oh I want to know about material sciences I want to know about acrylic paint pouring I want to know about growing your own crystals I want to know about uh, uh, psychological development growth from taking hallucinogenics yeah like who's got all that time like (laughs) you
0: gotta you really have to I don't know what choose responsibilities yeah yeah, you gotta kind of
1: choose what you put your effort into
0: unless it's Paying the bills, you know. Then it's like, because if you're a professional writer and you're writing books, you're making money, and that's what you do. It's like cool. I'm putting that out there, but still a lot know. of pressure when
1: you're having a struggle. You know, think about a writer's pressure. Like, yeah, that's all. On Deadlines you. and yeah, like, like running into a block. Working for somebody else is kind of nice because it's like. At the end of the day, I did what I was supposed to pay to do. I did it to the best of my ability. If you have problems beyond that, it's your headache. I get to put those down and focus my energy on my shit. Yeah, Ownership, like, like any ownership of any company is a feat in itself because it's like how much of your time is thought – around worrying about the success and not only just worrying about the success and like planning for success but like then implementing it takes up a full day work let's say you work a full day mm-hmm. your job ain't done
0: by then you no i done. haven't even got to that yet i'm still billing you know yeah, billing yeah and accounting you gotta do and tons, and tons
1: like, of eff- extra shit you know and so it's like stupid bullshit you're like, Oh yeah, I only worked for six hours and I made a thousand dollars. But you're only counting the actual labor, not that all the work you did after the labor right. was done to like make sure everybody got billed, check and pay all your shit, take care of all your filing, whatever you gotta do, you know, and yeah order material.
0: <laughs> yeah. Try Oh, did I follow up? Uh, yeah. emails. Customers uh, get that quotes yeah, exactly. out, blah, blah, blah.
1: I mean most ownership people work eighteen hours
0: plus a day, so it's like Yeah. You, well, those you that's those what people you're are crazy to do I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a terrible business person because i'm not constantly thinking about like success and like how can i grow this like i don't, think, don't want any employees i think you're I, smart more, for that more money more problems i
1: think you're smart for that totally do because that's not what your life's about that's not the focal right. point of what you're putting your energy into you get what you need done with it yeah and you have the liberties of being your own boss but you don't it's not your entire life. Like this probably your podcast is probably a lot more important to you. Like as far as like things you, you feel you've created and put out there. It's like Mm -hmm. your energy and effort is fed into something that you're passionate about. It's like, so like,
0: I like I like a lot of things that don't make me any money. Yeah. I like creative things that don't make me money basically. It's fun. It's fun as shit. I have like $10,000 worth of
1: stuff in my basement that I've tried. Yeah. It's like sitting down there with art material and fucking wood resin <laughs> projects and all kinds of other shit, but I like trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's why I'm that's that's what feeds me. Wait, I'm you like, do Le- legit? Yeah. yeah, I got all kinds of shit down there. Really? Yeah, tons of it. Holy shit. I bought my daughter a rock tumbler. We were doing, like, glass art for a minute there, like, buying old glass from, like, Goodwill and just breaking it and tumbling it in a glass machine. So, like, Goodwill has lots of different colored glass. They're, like, one of the places where you could go and get, like, Mm -hmm. pink plates that are glass and blue and green and then you break it all and you could do it like you tumble it and it gets all smooth and looks like sea glass. And you do like little like stained glass window type projects right, or right. same thing with like the resin. You know, you could pour the glass with the resin and do some neat stuff with it.
0: But yeah. Well, that's cool. I thought you were just kind of making fun of me, but I was no, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I literally try all that crap. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's a good uh, connection, you know, point or, or way to connect with. With your daughter, so that's yeah. awesome. It's it's and, not, and it's creative. It's not, it's not just I like think,
1: it feeds her. Like I like doing this stuff without yeah. her. Like I got into acrylic paint pouring well before she even knew it was a thing. I was just enamored by it. I saw it I on remember the internet. That. I was Dude. like, man, that stuff's la- gnarly.
0: When's the last time that you uh, did one of those? Uh, about eighteen months. months. Really? Yeah. You don't post anything, huh? Um,
1: I'm not really a big social media person. Like, no,
0: and I respect that 100%. Like, that, I, I but I, I totally s- forgot about it, dude, because, like, you you had made posts. I, I've been talking to you for a little while now. I completely fucking forgot about oh, that yeah, shit. I do that.
1: But, I mean, like, so, yeah, it's, like, something that feeds me that I feel good about. I love our, I'm usually terrible at all. That's why I love the acrylic pouring, because it's, like, It's more chemistry as long as you get your mixes right. Yeah. There's things you could do to enhance it, but like a lot of it's mostly like sloppy and playful. Like it's that doesn't require like a deft and artist hand where it's like, oh, this shadowing needs a little more work. It's right. like, oh, I want to put blue in it, so I'm gonna dump some blue right onto this bottle and pull it
0: around with a toothpick. And oh, gnarly, look, it looks awesome. You know? Yeah, dude, it is a more more playful sort of thing. You're not, and it was, you're not Bob Ross in it over there. No, like, exactly. Even
1: though it's a happy little accident. Yeah, like, that's what all my works were, which was great because. It was like part of the joy of it was like that when you first do a pour and you remove like the cup away, as it, it takes about 15 minutes probably for it to be to look close to what it's going to look like when it dries. Mm-hmm. So during that whole 15 minutes, it's like a liquid art painting because it's, it's moving and the cells are expanding and like right. shit's the happening, chemicals are fucking yeah, it's, it's melding, just, it's colors like, are yeah. melding. It's neat. And then you put like a little sil- cool. silicone oil in it and it like pulls those cells. That's how people get like those cells mm-hmm. where it looks like surrounded with a nice edge to it where you could see it's clean. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just peaceful to watch. You know, that's and some music. It's like why I love the kitchen for the same type of reason. It's like there's no right or way, wrong way to do it. It's just like taste, cook as you go. That's like super relaxing to cook for me.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. That's, that's cool shit, man. Speaking of that, when the fuck are we going to have a cook-off, dude? supposed to we're supposed to battle i can't remember what was it ryan have to
1: come to my home turf
0: (laughs) oh oh shit i gotta move my i look at your kitchen
1: toys buddy if you want to stack up about utensils we could use because then you'll have no excuse because i got all the toys you want to use okay all right all right you know what i mean i don't want to be here and be like oh well i didn't have this so i couldn't do (laughs) what i wanted oh you're you're thinking i'm gonna
0: oh i would have done it this way if i was at my
1: house with this thing you know you see
0: the thing is i didn't have my this or that i didn't have my slap chat i'm just saying (laughs) i'm acclimated to using the tools i'm used to and i have all the tools you're used to but you don't have all the tools i'm used to fair enough that is uh that is fair fair point (laughs) that's hilarious I can't believe, like, somebody brought that up, and it's like, hey, when are you and Virgil going to have a cook-off competition? They want to eat it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They want to eat it. They want to invite to the show.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, I don't fucking know. That was, like, years ago, man. I forgot all about that. I forget a lot. I forget more than I've ever learned. Does that make sense? I've had to learn it in order to forget it, so I don't know. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those weird phrases because it obviously has to be true. You've obviously learned more than well, you know, you couldn't have forgot more than you learned. Right, but I said it that way. You did say it that way, but it's like but I meant it. One of those say phrases were like, "Oh, it's the last place I looked. Well, yeah. well, why are you still fucking looking if you found it? <laughs> of course, it was the last place you looked. You are gonna keep looking for it
0: after you found yeah. it? What the fuck? I found it. Let's keep going, here. <laughs> Let's
1: keep the keep going. There's lots of phrases people use that fucking make me laugh.
0: It's, it's fucking like, hilarious. Man.
1: Blood is thicker than water. You hear people use that one yeah. a lot, right? It means the exact opposite. The real saying is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So what a covenant is like, you're joining into like an agreement with someone or a relationship or a friendship, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So that's a choice you made. So that the the blood of the covenant is. Thicker than the water of the womb, meaning that like the people you're born with is is just like water. You know, it's like you don't have. (laughs) That's not the important. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. No, I have never heard that. It literally means that the people you've chose to be a part of your life are more family than the people you are in the womb with.
0: Wow, the whole time. The whole time, and everyone there was a misconception. See, (laughs) my whole world is upside out. It's like space and fucking. That's it, dude. That's it. Well, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. I chuckle every time I hear someone say it because I'm like, hilarious. Oh, if
1: you only knew the real expression means exactly the you opposite should, of should. it.
0: You should bring that up just like, actually. <laughs> this is, oh, but it, oh, it is 20 interesting. 20 and, uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it it's is like very interesting. How you look at how like a catchphrase
1: can be distorted from its original meaning. Like uh, yeah, how that's a very common one too,
0: right? Like mm-hmm.
1: lots of people say blood is thicker than water, but it's like. I haven't heard way that in out of so context. many years,
0: but growing up, it was kind of like. Yeah. Uh, people said it, and they meant that my
1: family it. is way more important than anybody. Right. But they got that shit fucked up.
0: <laughs> right. Until you get caught up in that gang life, and then you're like, "Blood ain't blood, homes. Like, right. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> blah su triste forever, homes. <laughs> oh shit! Don't be representing on the podcast. <laughs> I don't need that kind of.
1: Well, you quoted it. Are you? Do you even know what you're quoting? No. <laughs> okay. I because just... you did quote it. Oh. I might be white on the outside, but I'm brown on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? What yeah. movie that's from? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh shit! Now I'm forgetting the name of it. I was giving you crap. Uh mi vida loca my crazy life no about shit. the fucking heroin addict artist and like a bunch of spanish gangbangers and about this How white kid fuck who grows do up do i not with...
0: remember that movie but i know that quote like what blooded blood, blood, in, blood what... out what the... oh blood in blood out that's what it is yeah oh the movie yes right. blood in blood out not yeah but mi still like loca. i don't know if, if i've ever even seen that movie but we we're just talking about blood thicker than water i'm like i don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know tangent small tangent sorry
1: it's a classic movie, though. Great watch. That is cool. Now that we talked about it, I'm probably going to, like,
0: go home and stream it tonight. Because I'm like, man, it's been a while. That movie is fucking wild. Classics. Classics.